Hi, I'm Vicky Ann and I'm the director and founder of Creative Recruiters. Welcome to the Creative Studio Insider podcast. My special guest this week is Frankie Fung. Frankie is the studio manager and the design and content production manager at Haynes Brands. Thanks so much for joining me today, Frankie. No, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, no, really honoured to be asked. <laughs> Yeah, so let me start by asking you to give us a brief history of your background and your journey on the way to Haynes. Um, I am, a, I guess I originally started as a graphic designer um, slash photographer. Um, so I've always studied graphic design um, and so forth. Um, and I've worked for um, different places such as um, agencies, uh, ranging from agencies right through to in-house uh, companies such as Crown, um, Melbourne Aquarium, um, agencies such as Struck and Spink, and I've done a stint of a uh, short stint at Caramel Creative and so forth. Um, and now, yeah, I guess four years or a little bit over four years ago, I joined Haynes as their um, studio traffic manager and then yeah. I guess um, came up the rank from there. I remember when we met, I think it's about 10 years ago now, and you were at Crown Casino then. And one of yeah. the things that I remember is that the, the, the male designers had to wear ties. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of in some way I miss those days. Like, yeah, we all had to wear a, a full suit with ties. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was a kind of like at the beginning you do feel a little bit odd being a designer wearing that but after a while you get used to it and um and I actually quite miss those days like you really learn to appreciate a really good suit after a while <laughs> absolutely I know from a recruitment perspective though we really struggled sometimes the you know we'd find the designer for, for you guys and then we'd sort of whisper to the side oh by the way you have to wear a, a jacket and tie and it would just be what <laughs> <laughs> Now it's a uh, complete opposite. Now I wear t-shirts and hoodies to work every day, and uh, sometimes track pants. And uh, yeah, so it's a bit extreme, really. <laughs> exactly. You've got a really big role at Haynes, and as you said, you started as the studio traffic manager, and then you moved into yeah. the media manager. And it looks like you've got a dual role now. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So um, recently, I got, um, I guess, promoted to be their design and content um, production manager. Um, and we've had a bit of a restructure internally. Um, and now I both manage the graphic design team as well as the photography team. Um, so we actually have an in-house photography studio that manages all our content that we produce for all our websites. Um, the only uh, website we don't kind of create content for is um, Sheridan and Bras and things, um, but pretty much uh, it's a fairly small, tight-knit team uh, and we pretty much manage or create content for about, I would say, probably 80% of the, you know, or for all the brands that we have, except for two of the main ones. And so what is the makeup of your team? You know, it sounds like it needs to be huge to produce that amount of work, but what, what is yeah. the makeup? What are, the, what are the, the typical job titles within your team? Um, so my direct report, I have, um, 
I'm very, very lucky. I have two very talented individuals. Um, one is a graphic design lead. She looks after um, four graphic designers underneath her. So they manage all the graphics and EDMs and web banners, anything to do with graphic related. Um, mm -hmm. So they look after all that. And then I have a um, content uh, assistant or producer um, and she manages all our photographers, stylists, um, model bookings and, and all that. So it's, yeah, it is, like you said, there's two streams to it. And I guess I'm like the bridge between the two um, that, you know, combines it all. Uh, and yeah, like it's, um, yeah, just Melbourne alone, we're a small knit team, but we produce a lot of work. Uh, and then on top of that, we also have um, another team who's based in Shanghai, um, which I don't manage directly, but I liaise with quite closely. And mm -hmm. they have a in-house of about four to five designers. Uh, and they predominantly do a lot of finished art and packaging and labeling and, and care labels and stuff. So, um, so yeah, we work kind of internationally as well as interstate. Um, and we also have, um, for example, Burley, who's one of our brand, they're predominantly based in Sydney, um, but all their work actually comes down to Melbourne for us to do. So um, our team carries a lot of weight um, for what the size they are. And so what does the day-to-day -day look like for you, Frankie, in your studio? Um, generally, we start our day at about... Um, 8 8:30. Um, so usually, first thing I do is really just check my emails, um, check all my notification on Basecamp because that's where the software we use to manage all our projects. Um, anything that I might need to attend to, um, my day can really be varies from back-to-back -back meetings or to a day that really just me scheduling jobs and allocating jobs to our designers. Um, normally by about 9, 9.30, I'll start getting a lot of notifications and emails and uh, Slack messages from my team just so that they can ask questions about projects and stuff. Um, and yeah, like I could be after that, like I try to answer as much as I can. After that, I could be going into a meeting that ranges from, you know, uh, like a range showing for sure. the next season um, right through to troubleshooting on how a job goes to a printer um, because they may, uh, because also we have a uh, print broker, so we don't actually always send to the same printer and there's a lot of technical stuff um, or even working with our dev team who manages all our, you know, e-coms and, and content and so forth. Um, so it does vary a little bit. Um, I'm a, probably the most unhealthiest person in the company, um, so I never really have lunch on time. Um, and you. I'm often having <laughs> I'm often having lunch at my desk. Um, so usually I'll probably go on a lunch break at about you know one thirty, maybe two, mm. um, and just give myself a bit of a break. Um, but usually, even though I say that, I'm in front of my computer anyway, just replying messages. Um, and in the rest of the afternoon, yeah, again, it can actually vary from meetings or budgeting um, uh, for photos, uh, shoots and stuff like that. I look after a lot of that. Uh, and sometime, it depends on time of year, I might be forward planning, forward planning for the next year uh, and so forth. Um, and then also one of the probably key element that I probably look at a lot is um, what's coming down the pipeline 
for us. Um, so we have our plans for, you know, six to 12 months ahead, uh, what kind of projects coming down the pipeline um, and looking at scheduling resources for that. Um, we schedule our resources pretty far ahead. Um, I don't know what other studios do, but we sometimes can schedule our um, designers with jobs almost about one to two months ahead. Um, so we, we kind of block out their diary pretty full. Um, obviously, we have a lot of brands to manage and a lot of brands work to do, uh, and often that gets a lot of shuffling. It's like playing Tetris. If anyone has ever used stream time before, they'll understand what I mean. Um, it's lots of blocks of time that I have to actually drag and drop and move things around um, and then also look at their skill sets and, and, uh, and also people's when they're away on holidays and stuff like that, just scheduling stuff. So a lot of shuffling around of jobs. Um, a lot, I would say probably 80% of my days would be involved in scheduling jobs and shuffling jobs around and probably 20% of my day would be meetings. Um, and, uh, and then pro, even though that's probably equals to 100%, um, I would say after hours is usually when I actually start replying to emails and, uh, and messages. <laughs> that's the only time I got quietly to type away my messages. <laughs> And when we spoke a few months ago, I was um, really impressed with the way that Haynes supported you and your team during the initial lockdown phases. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, no, we've been pretty lucky um, in the respect that um, none of us were um, really stood down uh, during that period. Um, and Haynes really, uh, in my opinion, Haynes really supported us in. Um, you know, keeping us, um, you know, going. And um, and we've been really lucky as well at the business structured in a way that we weren't, um, like we're different to most businesses. We're not fully retail or fully wholesale. Um, so we're actually kind of split in between. And also we have an online division. So when we had to do shut down um, our stores, um, a lot of our work or, products got pushed onto online um, so online became a quite a heavyweight really to um, keep the business going mm. um, and then also we had um, wholesale which predominantly were like Coles and Woolworth and a lot of grocery stores that we're pretty lucky that our product is in there uh, and they were open through that pandemic um, so that kind of really helped support us to keep mm. us going um, and yeah like we um, you know, we all kind of, I guess, um, the business itself was very open um, and communicated very clearly to us what needed to be done to get us through this period. And um, and I think then that gave people a lot of confidence in, um, in the business and actually, you know, um, feeling like, I mean, I personally definitely felt that, you know, if the business is looking after us, then, um, you know, I want to do everything I can for the business and to support them and, um, and put in 110%, you know, yeah. What were the challenges going from, you know, being in-house at, at your workplace to getting everybody set up from home? Um, we were, um, yeah, like, I mean, we, even though we are in-house, um, when I first joined Haynes um, four years ago, we actually... Um, have always had it in the back of our mind to set up 
the studio to be quite mobile and flexible um, just because of the fact that we do have offices around um, you know interstate um, as well as even in Melbourne we actually had to offer have two offices so that I float in between um, so with a lot of things that I've set up and the programs and softwares we chose to use, um, it needed to give me that flexibility to work remotely anyway. Um, but when leading up to it, um, we definitely had a bit of a, I guess, uh, foresight to see it coming. And um, and a lot uh, within the company, we were all pretty much um, ready to go. We were had action plan in place and um, and. In, by early January or mid-January, we pretty much had all that solid lockdown. We knew what we needed to do if we did need to work from home. Mm. And um, and when the day came, um, within 24 hours, all of us just packed up our stuff and mm. and went home. And um, and even, um, I know it sounds really minor, but even just um, fundamentally, like all of us were originally on laptops and stuff. So we're already set up to be quite mobile. Um, yeah. The way the culture is internally, like even when we go to meetings, everyone carries laptops. Um, so we're all set up quite mobile anyway. And, uh, and we have a lot of hot desks around the office and, yeah. and you don't have to sit in the same spot all the time. And um, so, yeah, the only real challenge would have been that um, would be just internet connection. <laughs> I'm sure most studios would experience that. Um, being a graphic design studio, we obviously use a lot of like large files and mm. and so forth. And um, and having to um, send a lot of people home and not knowing what their internet connection is like, um, that definitely present a bit of challenge and um, and downloading, uploading mm. and all that. Um, but we definitely worked around that. And uh, after a couple of days, we kind of got into a routine and we knew what we needed to do. And the team kind of uh, knew like, oh, if they're doing X amount of work tomorrow, overnight, they have to download everything to make sure they have it ready to go first thing in the morning. Um, just little tricks like that, you know, we learn to adapt to it. I've spoken with many creative services managers over the last eight months and in those early months they they turned into IT managers and they never realised yeah. they even had the skill. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I became um, a bit of a, a pseudo IT support for a lot of people um, and um, a lot of screen sharing and a lot of, uh, you know, how to do um, and, you know, credit to our IT department themselves too. It's not, they don't just support us, they support the whole company across the board, not just within Melbourne, but also across Sydney and and Adelaide and all our stores as well. Like they they did a phenomenal job, and and they even after the first lockdown, um, you know, we actually went through a period of um, upgrading a lot of people's computers um, just because to um, to be able to handle the work um, to working remotely from home and yeah. so forth. So yeah, they did an incredible job. And so what tools or software did you implement that, you know, you, you would really recommend for the ones that have really worked for you guys? Um, we, we, like I said, we've always set up to be working remotely. Um, so from the very start, we um, use software like Basecamp and Streamtime um, who, you know, like it, it's our bread and breakfast. Like we use that day in day out like that mm -hmm. just 
normal for us. Um, and we've always used Slack um, between our e-comms department and us. Um, but surprisingly, I think over the last couple of months, Slack has really played a big part in the creative sense. Um, we've discovered new things on it, which um, we've never knew. Um, such as, for example, just giving feedback on design. We only discovered a few months ago that Slack, you can actually draw on the screen as you're talking to the person. Um, so that really um, kind of fast-tracked a lot of the feedback that our creative leads um, had to give to our designers. Um, instead of typing everything out, they can actually do a visual um, on screen for them. That was a big, um, big, big help. Um, I personally use uh, Notion a lot, um, which I found, I discovered that probably six months ago. And um, that's been, actually more than that, probably a year ago I discovered that software. And that's been a real game changer for me, just because Notion allows you to, um, I guess, customise how you want things done. Um, and a lot of customization involved in that. Um, and just really scheduling and, and also do, like setting up to-do lists or libraries of information um, and file sharing and all that. Like it's just, um, it was a real big game changer for me. And I don't want to dwell on this too much because we are fortunately coming out the other side of, of mm. our eight months in, in lockdown. But in what ways did you play an integral role in managing the mental health of your team during that time? Um, we, like, uh, I think it's um, with any businesses, not just technically, not just um, Creative Studio, I think with any businesses, um, working from home for a long period of time is very strenuous on anyone. Um, I mean, I definitely felt it myself. Um, especially living on my own in an apartment and um, and you're not allowed to visit friends and stuff. Um, but I think, you know, um, as a manager, like to care about your team, definitely you needed to um, increase that level of touch points with your team. Um, you know, I think at the beginning, just getting everyone settled and, and making sure they're all doing okay, um, it was almost like as if, we had to overdo the check-ins. Um, and, and when I say that, you need to kind of go, I think I felt that you needed to go above and beyond than just a messaging on Slack or text message. Um, or it was almost like a phone call every day or a video chat every day just to, yeah. you know, and, and not just in a group. I always made sure I did an individual as well um, just so that it gives them that privacy to, you know, if they felt comfortable, they can actually, you know, vent uh, as well as, um, yeah. you know, to you. Um, and also, like, yeah, like, you just really kind of on that personal level as well, not just checking for work, but just to kind of really ask the question sometime to the individual, like, hey, are you okay? Are you, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? Um, especially with um, our team, a lot of them are quite young as well. Um, so, and creative people, we're, we're people people. Um, so we like right. to be in a group environment and, um, and, and, you know, having that extended period of time being away from uh, friends that you know. And I think as not just friends, but I think in the creative industry too, you work in that 
intense environment for a long period of time, mm. everyone else in the studio becomes like a family and, you know, and then having that split up and not being able to be together for that extended period of time is hard on anyone. Even for me, it was like, you know, it felt like as if I was losing my children. I didn't even get to see them. <laughs> in some way (laughs) they're so lucky to have you and of course it's also the blurred boundaries isn't there when you're working from home of you know when do you turn off and and how do you stop yourself sneaking back into the room just to have a look at that last email oh definitely i found it really hard like i think um anyone that knows me for a long period of time knows how much of a workaholic i am and i definitely don't switch off at five I often work till midnight and I'm on there on the email replying and Mm. and um I think the first couple of months I I think towards the end of it I felt really burnt out like because I just didn't know like I was having dinner in front of my computer because I just wanted to keep going and I just felt like oh, I need to prepare for the next day and and stay on top of things but after a while I think um you know, you do need to switch off and um, and find something that, you know, mentally that gets you away from the computer. Um, and I was really lucky that um, during that first period of lockdown, my brother actually had a little baby. Um, so that kind of gave me an excuse once we came out of that lockdown to get away and actually go and spend time with my nephew and, and, um, and have dinner with him. So... That was actually a big relief and learning to do that. Um, yeah, so, and I'm sure my boss will actually laugh about this when she hears me say that, um, that I've learned to get away from the computer. <laughs> <laughs> it is really hard though. I know one of our team members literally locks the computer in the cupboard at the end of the day so that it's just too difficult. Um, yeah. What does the new normal inside a creative studio look like do you think moving forward oh that is a bit of an unknown we're still kind of planning that out at the moment um but as a company i guess overall um we're still kind of um waiting for um the word from the government on i guess technically when we can go back and um it's i think it's a bit of a unknown for everyone really like just we just don't know when we're going to go back and what the numbers are going to be like and how long this is going to um you know go for um but all i know is that at the stage that um yeah haynes is really kind of i guess um being really cautious about it and um and they want to make sure that we're all safe and uh we'll um, you know, probably continue uh, to work from home as long as we can uh, and slowly transition back. Um, I mean, based on what's been happening in our Sydney office, um, we have actually split the company into 50-50 and so we're actually stagnating our staff into our office space. So some staff will go in on Monday, Tuesday and other staff will go in Thursday, Friday. Uh, and then you have a cleaning day in between um, just so that we can minimise any outbreaks if if it, it does happen. Sure. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of those things that they're still kind of putting in place at the moment. There's still a lot of unknown, to be honest. Yeah. And 
So I guess, you know, one of my final questions for you, Frankie, is to ask you, what does success look like for you in the role of the head of a creative studio? Um, in this kind of, I guess, um, in this environment or is it like an overall? An overall. An overall. Yeah. Um, it sounds really corny, but I guess, um, you know, to lead a really high-achieving team, like, um, and, and when I say that, not just in the work sense, but also, um, you know, like having a team that really bonds with each other and really look after each other, um, that would be my ultimate goal. Um, and, and not that, you know, they're not, they're actually quite a tight-knit group, actually, um, they're probably, um, and I, you know, I always joke about it. They're like my children and they kind of are, <laughs> um, and, and they're very, very close. They're all the, all the team members are very close to each other. And, um, and I think it's just more, um, having a team that not only love being with each other, like in, as in, you know, working with each other, but actually love what they do. Um, and, and I think that's the, that's the key for them to create good work. Um, and, you know, like they say, you don't actually do good work unless you love what you do. And um, and just creating that environment for them that they feel safe and, and that they feel like they can actually be themselves and, you know, be able to, you know, explore and and flourish like they do now. Yeah, that would be my, um, you know, and continue to do that. And, and that would be my uh, ultimate to give them that support and um, the freedom to do what they need to do. I know people that um, have worked for you, Frankie, who absolutely adore you, um, you know, for all of the reasons that you just spoke about, your passion for creating those teams that are, you know, truly collaborative, um, where some really strong friendships are developed is an absolute credit to you. And Thank you. I, um, I really, really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And no, thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye, Frankie. Bye.